Before we start, I'd just like to give a shout out to my new podcasting friends, Craig and Spencer, otherwise known as Idiots Discuss the Universe. I'm Craig. And I'm Spenny. And together, we're Idiots Discuss the Universe, your next favorite podcast. We'll lure you in by discussing interesting topics like gang stalking, Christmas, and suicide. Or reviewing your favorite music. Artists like Willie Nelson, Post Malone, and Asian Doll. But once we've tricked you, we'll charm you with our weird bickering, crippling self-doubt, and low-rent psychoanalysis. We're the weird stoner friends in your basement that you never knew you wanted or needed. Idiots discuss the universe. Poorly informed, highly opinionated. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast portal. So check them out as they broadcast from Bigfoot Country, the West Coast state of Oregon. You know, the state that isn't as cool as California or Washington. Now, let's do this. Hello and welcome to I Don't Know The Podcast, episode 21, What's Going On At CERN? Yes, that's right, episode 21. I Don't Know The Podcast can now legally drink in the US. But this week, we're going to look at what's really going on at CERN and the Large Hadron Collider. This super particle smashing machine was built to study particle physics and test out scientific theories. Or that's what they want you to believe. Are they really opening portals to other dimensions? Are they summoning gods and demons? Are they responsible for the Mandela effect? I don't know. So listen on to find out what else I don't know, and this week gets a lot, about what's going on at CERN. The Large Hadron Collider was built in Geneva, Switzerland, between 1998 and 2008. The circular tunnel, measuring 27 kilometers in circumference, lays 175 meters below the Swiss-French border, and it's the largest machine ever built for smashing things into each other. In fact, it's the largest machine ever built to do anything. What it does is send proton particle beams in opposite directions traveling at speeds approaching the speed of light to smash into each other so they can record the subatomic information of matter. Its main aim is to test scientists' theories in particle physics, including being able to measure the properties of the previously only theoretical Higgs boson. They're also looking for the large family of new particles predicted by supersymmetry theories. But that's what they would say, right? Does something seem off to you? Could the experiments taking place there have inadvertently or even deliberately messed with our space-time? Who's to say that when you mess with the fabric of the universe, you don't also affect time itself? 
I'm feeling very edified and perhaps a little bit confused. So what exactly is going on at CERN? Let's ask a scientist. My name is Jeremy Love. I'm a graduate student at Boston University in the physics department, and we're on the Marin site of the CERN laboratory here on the border of Switzerland and France. CERN is the European Center for Nuclear Research. Here there's a large particle accelerator called the Large Hadron Collider, or LHC. We're looking for theoretical particles that have been predicted by theorists, uh, but have not yet been observed by experiment. We hope to see them uh, here at CERN. I work primarily in the Atlas Experimental Cavern, which is a large underground building that houses one of the world's largest and most complicated machines. Particle physics is a lot like looking at what's inside a lock with boxing gloves. So you have this very small, delicate thing and you just keep hitting it to see what comes flying out. And so you're looking at what comes flying out of these collisions. So what you're looking for is very small and very delicate, but you're trying to break it apart. And so the forces at work inside these very small areas are incredibly strong. So you need these big machines to sort of get at these very small distances. The LHC tunnel is actually filled with 1,200 of these uh, dipole magnets that stretch 26 kilometers and cross the French-Swiss border. So it gives you a sense of scale. There you have it. It's just a machine used to smash tiny particles and measure what comes out. Who doesn't like massive machines used to blow things apart? And this guy is doing what he loves. And why wouldn't you trust a scientist? CERN isn't only popular with scientists and boffins. It seems the cool kids even want to get in on the action. We are a few of the members of Arcade Fire from Montreal, Canada, and we're at the control center at CERN, where everything is controlled. Arcade Fire! Despite being Canadian, the indie band got a tour of CERN. Well, we have a song called Supersymmetry that at this point is just horribly out of date, because it was written yeah. three or four years ago, yeah. and it's kind of before all that Higgs boson results and everything, so we're, we got to... We're, we're horribly embarrassed now. I'm feeling very edified and perhaps a little bit confused, but uh, I suppose that's a normal reaction, maybe. And it sounds like they snuck some weed in there, too. And it's not just young, skinny indie bands that love CERN. Old, fat indie bands love it there as well. Another band that got the celebrity tour is one of my favorite bands, Pixies. Here's what Black Francis had to say about it. Well, I guess this place really uh, illuminates um, uh, the question uh, uh, that I'll, I'll quote uh, Woody Guthrie. Uh, uh, the question is, uh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, why, oh, why, oh, why? And of course, the answer, which I presume is being worked on here uh, all the time, is because, 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 because. Wise words indeed. Not everybody is happy with what they're doing at CERN. People that don't listen to indie music. People that don't listen to scientists. People that don't listen to reason. Let you a message about something that is happening right now while you're sitting in this auditorium. It's in CERN, Switzerland. Now, you may not be aware of what's going on over there, but there's a thing over there that's called a Large Hadron Collider, and it is an accelerator. It accelerates particles and then brings them to the point of collision. So this Large Hadron Collider was started up just a few days ago, and it's still in the initial process of being brought online completely. You say, what in the world does something like that have to do with me and the Bible? It has a lot to do with you and the Bible. 
it really has nothing to do with me and the Bible. I cannot and will not attempt to speak as a physicist. It would make me look like a fool. Yep. He doesn't need to talk like a physicist for that to happen. My purpose this morning is to try to be a liaison between them and you. It's to try to take what's going on in that collider and break it down to where I can understand it and I can give it out so you can understand it to where it makes an application to your life and to this world as we know it today. He's going to decipher the mumbo jumbo, spare us the jargon and wrap it all up in the way the Bible would understand with some very heavy soundtracking and sound effects. So I want to read something to you this morning from what's called a theoretical physicist. This man's name is Stephen Hawking. It's Stephen Hawking. Not, there's no S. He's well known throughout the world. Anyone that has anything to do with nuclear energy or has anything to do with physics knows this man. And he is one that some rate even on the level of Einstein and uh, of that level. That level? Is it some sort of ranking system that I don't know about for scientists? Listen carefully. These are the words of Stephen Hawking. It's Hawking. He recently warned the reactivation in March of CERN's Large Hadron Collider could pose grave dangers to our planet. The ultimate reality. Check, we are warned. Hawking. Finally. He only gets it right when he's reading it out has come straight out and said the God particle, and this is what you've heard referred to time and again as the Higgs boson particle, the God particle found by CERN could destroy the universe. Now let that settle in. Stephen Hawking said that? I also remember his voice box saying that we shouldn't fear AI, but that's a different subject. Anyway, it's only Stephen Hawking saying that. That's only one guy. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson has also sounded the alarm in a hypothetical manner. Oh shit. Ask yourself, how much energy is keeping it together? Neil deGrasse Tyson told co-host Eugene Merman on his Star Talk radio show, then you put more than that amount of energy into the object, it will explode. Neil deGrasse Tyson is also worried, but we don't know what level of scientist he is. For once in his life, probably, this preacher is on the same side as scientists. But this guy is more concerned that the scientists at CERN are going to discover the secrets of creation. This 17 mile long underground tube that is uh, located there in Switzerland, has, I think, four or five different points where they collide with some, say, protons and maybe something else, but particles that are being moved at or above the speed of light. Uh, that is not true. Nothing anywhere has traveled at the speed of light or above it. And the more they're able to get deeper into what they're looking for, they're looking for the very building blocks of what brought all of this together. To give you an analogy, let's say you have a house. You observe that house, it's beautiful. You think, my goodness, let's see how this is put together. And so you start taking the house apart and you expect to find nails, but instead you find glue. Glue? Not only does he appear not to understand how the collider works, but he also doesn't understand how 
houses work? That fascinates you that much more because you find glue holding this house together. You wonder to yourself, what was this glue like before its hardened state? Because you see, once the glue glues the things together, it hardens, solidifies. They want to know what the glue was like in its liquid state. So they're going through this to go back to that point to where they can separate and find out what this was like then. And by doing that, of course, they can build on the information and knowledge that they attain. I think we already know how glue is made. Where they have done this experimentation, strange things are happening, unexpected by the scientists. Paranormal phenomena, they like to call it. Apparitions, ghosts, all kinds of demonic spirits. Ghosts in the machine? Here we have, in CERN, Switzerland, a huge wheel. Inside that wheel is a Hindu god, and his name is Shiva. He's right. Outside the main building at CERN is a statue of the Hindu god Shiva. I think it's a safe bet he doesn't like Hindu gods. But Shiva is the god of destruction. The way the Hindu sees it is that when Shiva destroys, it's not for the purpose of annihilation. He destroys so that Brahma can come and recreate. So now when the Hindu sends their scientists to CERN, they put this out there in front. And so what these people are doing with the collider is destroying what comes together, but for the purpose of recreating and find out what brought it into existence to begin with. Are you following me? Not really. Can we go back to the glue house? Now here we have men that are scientists on an average of an IQ of anywhere from 160 to 200 or even above. These are some of the smartest brains in all the world. No, no question about it whatsoever. I pick up physicists and try to read some of this stuff. I think, didn't I? Forget me. That's for, a, that's for a brain that is wired that way. No question. And yet, Foghorn Leghorn here is claiming to be an authority on this. In one of their collisions, when they collided these particles together, they saw things. They were apparitions. They didn't expect to see and they didn't fit in any model. They didn't fit anywhere. They don't belong, but they, they could not deny the reality of it. Something was going on inside there that they could not explain. Apparitions? What they're looking at in the collider is at a subatomic size. There, there isn't room for ghosts in there. Stephen Hawking, and a theoretical physicist, has warned these people, you are about to open Pandora's box. And once you open Pandora's box, you cannot put Pandora, you cannot put back in what came out of that box. I say, I say, boy, you cannot put Pandora in a box. This guy goes over the house glue thing again, then gets into antimatter, which he says he studied for two whole weeks. Antimatter is a product of this experimentation in CERN, Switzerland. Antimatter is coming from it. Antimatter is so powerful that one man says that one grain, one grain of antimatter is the equivalent of four atomic bombs 
that were dropped on Hiroshima. According to my own extensive research, no macroscopic amount of antimatter has ever been assembled due to the extreme cost and difficulty of production and handling. So, I don't think we need to worry about grains of antimatter. When they produce antimatter, strange things happen. They took some of it and they put it in a college. They won't name the college and for reasons I understand. Let's hope that Delta House doesn't find it. And the college had the facilities to contain it. Antimatter has to be contained. So they put it in a college <coughs> to contain it. Strange things started happening at the college. People started hallucinating, having visions, people were going wild, all kinds of crazy stuff was happening. Isn't that just college? Apparitions. In plain words, there's a connection between this stuff and the spirit world. Now I want you to think for a minute. I've thought about it already. Foghorn gets into aliens then. Aliens possibly getting through a portal at the sun. All these UFOs, spacecraft, flying saucers, all this stuff, that's all demonic. It's real, but it's demonic. It's not real like we understand reality, but it's really real. <laughs> it's demonic. I see a great deception beginning to develop. That in their analysis and in their laboratories that they believe in, that they've got their heart and soul tied up in, little things begin to show up, stuff that they can't explain, that sucks them in to begin to understand, well, maybe this is, a, this is being affected, it's being acted upon by something that we don't understand completely. And this spirit being that comes from out there, that comes down to this world, they accept with open arms because they're willing to put Shiva out there dancing around in the cosmos and destroying and then bringing a new creation in. Here are these wise, smart, brilliant men. And they're willing to believe that there's something more than what can be measured in a microscope and can be put in a petri dish. That there's something going on and you better believe there is. And that's the nub and crux of the whole brouhaha in a nutshell. They're letting in aliens and demons and antimatter because they have a statue of Shiva outside. He's just using his anti-faith in science and coming up with houses made of glue and grains of antimatter. Is there any evidence of demonic portals? Apparently, there is. Because there are people out there that are very concerned about CERN. We do a lot of research and a lot of investigating, and we, we try and expose everything we possibly can, especially about CERN and what they're truthfully doing at CERN. See, this is a YouTube channel called Conspiracy Central. Nothing is more satisfying than getting something like this. We received this in an email and that person's going to remain anonymous. If anybody sends us anything and they wish to remain anonymous, you always will. You, that's a guarantee. Well, that's a relief. What he's showing on the screen is two black pictures with a white blob in the center. It just looks like a light. This was snapshotted on a phone on CERN's website, looking at their beams at 3.56 a.m. on 9-26-2015. Previously, a few months ago, we, we did a video and we had CERN's beams and there was it was so evident in, in CERN's beams that we had caught a demon's face. Holy shit! A demon's face in CERN's beam? 
it was so evident and, and a lot of people saw it, a lot of people didn't see it. Well, let, let me help you out a little bit here. This is a different instance. This time, it is going to be far more proving and I'm going to show you exactly who they are messing with. Exactly what, in this particular instance, what Nephilim, what fallen angel, what thing they are playing with, what thing they are bringing in. This is getting scary. He starts zooming into the picture that was taken of something in the collider on somebody's phone. Not much going on here. You can't really see anything. Well, you kind of can a little bit. I've only, I only see it because I've been looking at it for hours. Um, but let's do something here. Let's invert this image. That's what I was told to do. And that's what I've done. I inverted the image. We're going to zoom slowly in on this one. By inverting, he means he's turned it into a negative. Can you see it yet? Nope. Can you see it now? Uh, nope. Can you see it yet? Can you see it yet? Still no. Let me repeat, can you see it yet? No, I can't fucking see it. Can you see it now? Please, please stop asking me. Can you see it now? Just tell me what I'm supposed to be seeing, please. You are staring at a face inside of CERN's beams. This is an ear. This is an eye. Over here is another eye. Let me zoom back out. It's a little bit more clear. Zoom out. Come on. There we go. That really isn't any clearer. I'm looking at a black blob where I can make out a cartoon ant or something. But I don't think that's what he's pointing out. Another eye. A nose. A mouth. What appears to be either horns or a crown. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a face. Is this like one of those Magic Eye 3D pictures? Because... I could never see those either. That appears to be either a tongue or a snake. Horns or snakes. But as my investigation continued, I don't have massive, expensive, massively expensive uh, photo editing software, so I can't clear this up. Um, I wish I did because I, I would really try and do that uh, because I would love to see this clearer in 100% you know, clarity. Yeah, so would I. If you're looking at this right now, it appears to be there is a crown sitting on this head. And there are two ears, two eyes, a nose, a mouth, a tongue sticking out. Where? Well, just in case you don't know who I'm talking about by now, but everybody seems to be obsessed with this Nephilim. Look familiar yet? This is Kali. This is a face in CERN. Let me do that again. This is Kali. Kali? Wasn't he in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? He sticks a picture of Kali alongside the blob pick, and honestly, I really can't see what he's talking about. The tongue sticking out is even the same. The nose is even the same. This is obviously just a, a sculpture, but um, or a, a statue, excuse me. I'm so glad he clarified that that is a photo of a statue of Kali, and not an actual photo of Kali in the flesh. The ears even stick out. This is this is supposedly a pretty pretty doggone good image of her. Of it, I should say. This is a Nephilim. This is a fallen angel. The reason why I said it was a crown is because there appears to be some sort of something sitting on her head. Whether it be horns or a crown, we don't know. It could be her hair because her hair is also long and, and black. Fuck, it could be a dolphin sandwich for all I can tell. 
we have been working our butts off to expose every little aspect of CERN and what they're do really doing, not studying physics or changing things. They are bringing about destruction upon this. They are trying to open a portal. Manifestation. But that's not what the scientists said at the beginning. I don't have many words to say than other than, here's evidence, look for yourself. I did look, and I didn't see it. But some believe CERN isn't only bringing through demons whose faces I can't see. CERN is fucking about with the very fabric of the universe. Does something seem off to you? They can't put their finger on it, but thousands of people have the feeling that something is just not right. That the world we currently inhabit is somehow different. What, like staying in my house for nine weeks? Is it just the stress of modern life? Or could we actually be living in the Twilight Zone? As far out as it may sound, there may be more truth to that idea than we would like to believe. Parallel dimensions, portals, reality changes are not only the stuff of science fiction. According to physicists, there exist parallel dimensions, each containing alternate versions of our world and even ourselves. So there could be another universe where... My inflatable hot tub is delivered on time and not two months late. A little bit of deeper research reveals that not only do scientists at CERN hope to discover proof of these parallel dimensions, they want to open portals into them so that something from that other world can come into ours. Could such a doorway have already been created? If so, how would we know? What signs might be noticeable in our everyday life? Yes, what would that be like? What could the signs be? Cats making friends with dogs? My wife finding my jokes funny? In the Twilight Zone episode, The Parallel, written by Rod Serling, NASA attempts to send an astronaut into space, but instead, unknowingly, he ends up in a parallel dimension. I'm not sure that a 1960s science fiction show is the best thing to base your research on. Today, thousands of people have the strange feeling the world we currently inhabit has changed. They point to specific names, events, and things they insist are now different. The growing phenomena took off online, earning the moniker the Mandela Effect. The phenomena was first noted in 2009 by paranormal investigator Fiona Broom and gets its name from the African civil rights leader Nelson Mandela, who many remember as having died in the 80s only to learn to their dismay that their memories were false and he actually lived to be released from prison and become president of South Africa. I never thought Mandela died in the 80s. I remember the band Simple Minds doing concerts for him and all sorts of Mandela-related stuff. In the movie Star Wars, think of Darth Vader's iconic line. If you remembered, Luke, I am your father. You may be one of the millions worldwide suffering from this bizarre new phenomenon. Well, there's your first mistake, mate. Luke didn't find out Darth Vader was his father in Star Wars. It was the Empire Strikes Back. Jesus. It's only you killed him. No. I am your father. But if you remembered him saying, Luke, you're in good company. Here's a clip of James Earl Jones, the actor who actually said the line, also remembering it that way. When I first saw the dialogue that said, Luke, I am your father. Luke, 
I am your father. I said to myself, he's lying. I wonder how they're going to play that lie out. I do remember him saying, Luke, I am your father. But I was 12 when I saw that first, so I could be wrong. The children's book series, The Berenstain Bears, for instance, many remember being spelled Berenstain Bears. CERN is changing the names of bears? I am not down with that. Other classic examples include the long-quoted line from the movie Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. What if I told you that line was never in the movie? Rather, the real line is, life was like a box of chocolates. Don't believe me? Check it out for yourself. My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I fucking hated that movie anyway. And life isn't like a box of chocolates. Boxes of chocolates have a key with pictures, so you can avoid the strawberry cream. But what does this have to do with CERN? What's the big deal about changing bears' names and lines from shitty movies? Could the experiments taking place there have inadvertently or even deliberately messed with our space-time, creating what we call the Mandela Effect? How so? According to theorists, it's possible that a shift in gravity produced by the Large Hadron Collider could create a rift in the veil between our universe and a parallel universe. They're doing this deliberately? Who's to say that when you mess with the fabric of the universe, you don't also affect time itself? And the only evidence that this was happening would be minor changes in the world around us, just like Major Robert Gaines in the Twilight Zone episode. Did Rod Serling really predict what we call the Mandela Effect back in 1963? And back to the Twilight Zone. Could the changes Mandela Effect sufferers are experiencing actually be evidence we're in a parallel dimension? Some theorists think so, and have uncovered evidence they believe indicates CERN is responsible. Okay, they might be responsible, but is it that bad? Other examples have been found being the Ford logo now has a curly bit on it. Also, some people remember a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad that doesn't actually exist. I mean, if CERN is destroying Sinbad movies, I'm okay with that. Another strange coincidence surrounding CERN and the Mandela Effect concerns the actress Sally Field. Sally Field is involved in a couple of famous Mandela Effects herself. First, many insist they remember her name being Sally Fields with an S. Just like Stephen Hawking's. And of course, she played Forrest Gump's mother. But her most prominent Mandela effect is from her famous Oscar acceptance speech. Most seem to remember her saying, You love me. You really love me. However, she really never said that. At least not in this timeline. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. I can't say either way on this one. I think the only Sally Field movie I've ever seen is Smoking the Bandit. I'm pretty sure she didn't get an Oscar for that. It was later revealed on David Letterman that her brother, Rick Field, is actually a physicist at CERN. 
Uh, I don't know anything about your family. Oh, well. Turns out you have a brother oh, who yes. is a, a scientist. A, uh, uh, a high-energy particle scientist. High-energy particle yeah, scientist. Particle scientist. He's one of the finest scientists on Earth. And where does he do his work? At CERN, where they, you know, the, I think there's 200 of them that, you know, you know, release this information about the Higgs particle, the God particle. Mm -hmm. And he was one of the, the scientists who made that discovery. Is her relationship to a prominent CERN scientist just a coincidence? Or yet another clue that the experiments taking place at the Large Hadron Collider are somehow responsible for the Mandela effect? Well, someone's brother has to work there. But there are concerns that there is more danger than just taking S's off people's names. Sergio Bartolucci, former director for research and scientific computing of the facility, made headlines when he warned the super collider could open otherworldly doors to quote peer into this open door either by getting something out of it or by sending something into it i don't remember those headlines but maybe that's another mandela effect there's only one place to find out more about this coast to coast am Josh, what are they doing there at CERN with this Large Hadron Collider? What are they doing? Yeah, um, well, the official story, you know, and what I believe that most physicists there uh, would accept is quite simply they just want to um, smash particles together, try to, try to discover new particles and uh, put together the pieces of the building blocks of reality. But the really interesting thing is, uh, and... and they make no secret about this. This isn't like a conspiracy or anything. This is, this is right on their own website. Part of what they want to do is open a portal, and they even use this language, open a portal to a higher dimension or parallel dimension, wow. parallel universe, and measure, uh, measure extra-dimensional space, but also communicate with any intelligences that might be inhabiting uh, that space. I went on CERN's website and I didn't see anything about that. Or maybe that's another Mandela effect. These extra-dimensional beings could have intelligences vastly superior to our own. And some fear the consequences of inviting them into our world could be devastating. World-renowned physicist Stephen Hawking warned against creating such otherworldly doors, saying, we may not like what comes through. Stephen Hawking again. For a top-ranked Einstein-level scientist, he seems a little bit of a pussy when it comes to large hadron colliders. When a group of Portuguese students visited the facility, they photographed large glass panels with strange writing on them, each in a different ancient language. The languages pictured are believed to be ancient Mandarin, Hebrew, and Sanskrit. Sanskrit is a long-dead language known only to scholars. It is one of the oldest written languages on Earth, also known as the language of the gods. This evidence has led some to speculate that CERN may be attempting to open a gateway into the legendary abyss spoken of in the Book of Revelation. And there is some evidence that the research being conducted at CERN might have more spiritual implications than we are being told. The British Museum has tons of Sanskrit stuff that British people found lying around, but I don't think they're opening portals. 
The location of the Large Hadron Collider also worries some people. Part of it lies where there was a Roman temple dedicated to the god Apollo. It was believed that this location was the gateway to the underworld, where Apollo himself was bound. And what are we to make of the fact that the CERN logo cleverly contains three sixes? It does. But isn't this guy mixing Christian prophecy with Roman mythology? In 2018, the facility announced it would be shutting down the LHC for the next two years, during which time the collider would undergo what CERN calls the high luminosity upgrade, after which the LHC will be capable of colliding up to 10 times more particles. What surprises might we be in store for when an even larger Hadron Collider powers back on in 2021? From strange occult imagery to warnings of catastrophic doom, there's lots of strangeness surrounding CERN. There sure is. Episode 21. What's going on at CERN? The epilogue. So, what have we learnt this week? We learnt that rock bands love CERN. Uh, the question is, uh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, why, oh, why, oh, why? And of course the answer, which I presume is being worked on here uh, all the time, is because, 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 because. We learnt that preachers have difficulty with the name of the world's most famous scientist. This man, his name is Stephen Hawking's. And we learnt that I can't see pictures of demons. Can you see it yet? Can you see it now? Can you see it yet? Can you see it yet? Let me repeat, can you see it yet? I still don't know what's going on at CERN. I've never been there, and I don't know anyone that has. I also don't really have a grasp of the science involved. I understand it in the same way a dog understands a microwave oven. I know it's there. I know things go in and things come out. But I have no idea what happens in between. And I think that's the same case for the people we just heard from. The preacher even confessed to knowing nothing about science, but then goes on to speak like he's an authority on it. And if that guy really saw a demon in that blob picture, I'd hate to see his Warsash test results. If you enjoy this podcast, then share it with your friends and let me know. Join the Facebook group and the Instagram, and you can email me at idontknowpod at outlook.com. Special thanks to our logo creator, Raymond Roel of Project Raven Creative. See all his links in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and come back next week to find out what I don't know. Designed to do, sleeping for you, your 
some pleasure Which is our code word